Amen. I believe God is about to do some big things in this season. God's getting ready to open up the heavens like never before. I believe this is going to be a season that you've been waiting for, that I've been waiting for. Never have I felt a season of expectation of God's Spirit in this generation like I have right now. This is the moment that I believe God is going to release some things that the enemy cannot stop. How many know the enemy is trying to stop some progress in your life? He's trying to stop God moving in supernatural ways in your life. Every time the enemy just gets just close enough to stop you, and right before you're on the edge of your breakthrough, some of us in this room, we throw in the towel because we think that there's no way we can get better than we did the week before. Or God's not going to do it because if He, had done, if he was going to do it, He would have done it already. But I want to come by and tell you tonight that God is about to release some things in this season for whosoever will. And I'm not talking about an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. I'm talking about the believers of God. God is about to raise up a generation because in due season we're going to reap if we faint not. How many of you felt like you've been reaping and reaping and reaping and you've been faithful and faithful and faithful, but it just seems like you're just always one day and a dollar short. No matter what you do, it seems like that no matter what you're trying to do or how you're praising God or how you're honoring God, it seems like hell just continues to build a barricade in your way. But I've come by to give you a prophetic word tonight and tell you that the dam is getting ready to break. The dam is getting ready to break over your life. And the enemy that's been pursuing you will pursue you no more. I dare somebody to let hell know you should have never touched my children. You should have never touched my body. You should have never put your hands on my church. Because by the time God gets done with us, He's going to break us out of this place. And we're going into a place of goodness and mercy. Because God is a good God. He's a faithful God. If you believe that, give Him a praise and say, Thank you, God, for a new season coming in my life. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I was in the prayer today and I heard the Lord begin to release these words. He said, in the first season I'm going to release in their life is a season of supernatural favor. I love what Psalms 102 and verse 13 said. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her is right now. And this is a set time that's appointed. Let me give you the definition of favor. Favor is approval or support for someone liking you. How many know God likes you. Oh, come on, sir. I said, I know God likes you. And because God likes you, He's about to give you favor. Can I just tell you, some of you are getting ready to go where you've never been before. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you are about to step into a season of never knowns. Come on, never known financial blessing. Never known salvation for your family. Never known salvation for this city. God's not done with America. And this is a never known season that God is about to open up the the heavens and hell's about to retreat. Oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Heaven is about to upon their life and I'm going to 
some of you in this room something you've never had. Look at this. I heard the Lord say this. Tell them they're going to see what they've never seen. I'm telling you, I am so exhausted. I love, I thank God for Oral Robertson, J.A.A. Allen, and Jack Cole, and I thank God for all the big men of God, but I'm tired of hearing stories about what might have been 20 years ago. That same God that was in 1902 is the same God right here in 2019. That same God that was the God, come on, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the same God that's here. And I'm telling you, we need to see some blind eyes open, some deaf ears unstopped. I'm ready to see the dead raised. I'm ready to see the real miracle working power that's for the church today. Come on, have another day of Pentecost. It's already come. That power that was in that upper room now rests behind your belly button. We got some Holy Ghost folk that are getting ready to let the devil know we're going to have and see what we never saw. Then I heard the Lord say this. They're going to meet some people they never met. How many of God is unlocking some relationships? God's about to introduce you to the right people. Some of you need to understand you're one Boaz away from God changing everything. You're one Boaz away from God changing it all. When everything looks hopeless, there's always a Boaz. I think the pastor in this church told me, he said, I don't know how in the world we're going to do it, but somebody came off the street and paid one part of the building off. If God can do that for Pastor Bob, think what God can do for you. If God, oh man, I wish we had, I wish we had some praises. They would say God's about to connect me with a Boaz. God's about to connect me with the God's about to connect me with the right folk. God's about to change my season. How many of you know it was favor that took yesterday? Come on. It was favor that took Esther from being an orphan girl to being a queen. It was favor that took Joseph from being in the prison and took him to the palace. It was favor, come on, that brought the wealth of Egypt to the children of Israel right before God brought them out. One day of favor is worth a lifetime of labor. And I've got a word for somebody in this room. It's your payday. And God said you're next. God said you're next. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm next. Then I heard the Lord say this. Here's the second thing God is about to release in your life. God is about to release the season of open doors. I love what Revelation 3.8 said. I know thy works. And behold, I've set before thee an open door. And no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength. And thou hast kept my word. And thou hast not denied my name. I got to thinking about that word doors. There's several type of doors, Brother Bob. There's hinge doors. <laughs> There's sliding doors. <laughs> There's revolving doors. And then there's automatic doors. <laughs> oh, man, I, I can tell we got some Lutherans in this room tonight. Let, let, me, let me bring it down for you. Somebody say bring it down. Bring it down. You don't like to open up sliding doors. I used to have a set of them. Man, when them wheels on the bottom get rough, you gotta pull them things like 300 pounds. Yeah. You gotta try to slide them up. Come on, you might as well just get a tow truck and have them pull it open because it takes too much work. And I, come on, how many know them hinge doors? You always gotta manually open it. You always gotta manually pull it shut. No matter what you do. Come on, I don't know how many like those 
kind of doors. I like those kind of doors. They're all right. How many know? How many know there's hinge doors? You know, where you all, no matter what you do, you're pulling up, you're pulling out. Then there's revolver doors. Revolver doors just happen to let you walk in circles. No matter what you do, how many tired of walking in circles? Then I was at Walmart, and I just happened to walk up by the door, and right before I got there, something picked up my motion. Something picked up my motion, and the door just slid open for me. And then I was able to walk through the door. I'm a 
God to bring back the unity of the body of Christ. It is not man. I feel the Holy Ghost. I am tired of the devil dividing God's people. That ain't God's will for us. That ain't God's will for us. Hmm? I'm ready for some open doors. Some automatic doors. I just show up there and they just open. I don't know how they open. I don't know how that motion sensor in there works, but I'll just tell you, when it gets my silhouette in the come on, in the right place, it just opens up. And I tell you, God's got a door that knows your silhouette. And when you step right in front of that door, opportunities are just on the other side. Building and relationships are on the other side. Ministry opportunities. Come on, how do you know? God's got new families out there that don't belong to any church, but God's got an automatic door that'll open up I'm ready for some automatic doors. I want some things to open up. I gotta have some things change in this season. Yes. Now, I wonder, I wonder how many times God has something for us, but we just won't walk through the door. We just won't walk. Just putting one step in front of the other. Come on, it takes faith. It takes faith to walk into a door you don't understand. Huh? Come on, it takes faith. Listen, and I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be people all around you. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. There's going to be people all around you that say you don't deserve to be there. That's true. Huh? Come on, then there's going to be all kinds of folk that don't like the fact that God is blessing you. There's going to be a lot of people that wonder how in the world that it got you got to that door. Well, here's what you tell them. Number one, favor found me, and then God brought me to the door. <laughs> yeah. Favor found me, and then God brought me generation to understand. We simply walk by faith and not by sight. It's not going to even be formulated by the time you get there. But when the door opens and you take one step, the process begins. I'll give you a prime example. I'll give you a prime example. I'm, I am in revival. And I am in Richmond. Uh, actually, I'm in Des Moines, Iowa first. And uh, I am, I'm a full-time evangelist. I preached 300 days last year away from my home. And uh, one year, I'm praying. It's about two, two, three years ago. I'm praying, and uh, I get a phone call from my wife. Now, I don't like to hear my wife cry. It, it just messes me all up. I can't do my job out here. If she's upset or bothered, my, my world's in a mess. Amen. And uh, she called me one day and said, you know what, honey? She said, I love you, but I think we want to have to do something about our car situation. She said, there's the water just leaking in the van. So I'm kind of mechanical. So I'm thinking like the radiator's busted. I'm thinking like, you know, something's broke down. She's on the side of the road. And she's like, no, you don't understand. It's like leaking in our car. I'm driving around. There's just water pouring everywhere. I said, all right. Well, I got myself up in my prayer closet and I shut the door. And I begin to just pray unto the Lord. And, and I just begin to seek Him. And, and I begin to thank Him. And I just begin to pray things like, you know what, Lord? You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to make a way because I don't want to go in debt. I don't want to 
another payment. And you're going to have to just make a way out of no way. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know how you're going to fix it. I don't know what in the world is going to happen. But I said these words. I said, Lord, but you are my source. You are my strength. You are everything that I need. You are the one that supplies my need. And when I said that, I could feel the glory of God just begin to fill the room. I could just feel it surround my life and surround my spirit. And as I'm there, and all of a sudden I preach this revival and I go to a brand new door. <laughs> Come on. Just the next week and I break out in revival. Man, people are getting saved. I was supposed to be there a few days. We end up extending the meeting. I mean, things are exploding. God is moving. And on the last night, we finally ended and a lady walks up and taps me on the shoulder and she said, Brother Strong, I don't know what it is, but I can't get this feeling off of my chest. I feel like I'm supposed to give you my car. Come on, come on, you can be excited for the people's blessings. You can be excited when God blesses the living. Come on, how do you know? Listen, I said, well, I did the evangelistic thing, and I said, well, what kind of car is it? Listen, I've had people give me buses I couldn't even get titles to. She grabbed my hand. Brother Donnie walked me over to a 2012 Honda Pilot with only 56,000 miles. I am here to tell you God's got a door and it's about to swing wide open. Oh my goodness. Anybody tell I prayed today? <laughs> Listen to me now. I'm, a, I'm like a kid in the candy store getting ready to give you this next point. Then I heard this in my spirit. In this season, tell my people I'm going to release supernatural surprises. Oh. <laughs> I guess we got three people excited. Let me try. Three people on the front row went, ooh. Everybody else is going. Let me try it again. In this, maybe I'd be like really walking, make it a little bit better. In this season, God is going to open up some supernatural I'm going to find you and cast the devil out of you. Listen, I got to thinking about scripture on surprises. Don't you know God's got one? Job chapter 5 and verse number 9. Listen to what he says. Which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. Four people. Let me try it again. Let me let me just rewind that and try it again. Job chapter five and verse number nine. Our God, which doeth great things, unsearchable things, marvelous things, without number. That means they never end, baby. God's surprises never end. Listen to what a supernatural surprise means. It means an unexpected. Or astonishing event, a fact, a thing, something that is going to happen in your life, but you're not going to expect it, and it's going to be a total surprise. And then I heard, come on, then I heard the Lord say these things right here. He said, tell them to get ready for encounters with God. 
got on a nasty motorcycle accident just months before and uh, I'm preaching and sometimes when I get into this anointing a boldness hits me right and I mean I say things and don't even realize what I say sometimes until it's already over and so I see my uncle sitting on the back row he had no insurance at the time and cra- crazy doctor bills crazy insane bills and didn't have any insurance didn't know what they were going to do and I walk back there and I just spat off at the mouth God's getting ready to handle all this and I, I mean, I go into this crazy process. I'm thinking, what in the world did I just say? I got a call about a month and a half, two months later. My wife said, honey, I got to tell you a story. I said, okay. She said, do you remember Uncle Ray's crazy motorcycle accident he just got into several months ago? I said, yeah. She said, well, Aunt Rose was sending in $100 checks to the hospital, trying to pay, trying to pay the hospital to keep the creditors off their back because they didn't have no insurance. Now, I don't know if you know what an air flight costs, but it ain't cheap. I think it's around 10 grand. He got air flighted from Lake of the Ozark to Springfield. That's just the air flight. That's not counting the ambulance ride, all that other kind of crazy stuff, right? Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of doctor bills. And all of a sudden, my wife proceeds to tell me, today she got a check back from the hospital from the last $100 that she just sent in. She said it was her actual check. And I said, really? And she said, yeah. She said, and finally, Ann Rose got a little nervous about it. She's like, I don't want them to turn me into collections. So she called them up. And she said, look, man. She said, I, I'm telling you, we've been here. My husband's been here. And, and so they look. And about 20 minutes later, she says, let me transfer you to this department. They transferred to another department. And finally, through the, this big rimmeron, make a long story short, she gets all the way to the end of the conversation. And this lady just finally says, listen, ma'am, I don't know how to explain this to you, but I don't have a record of your husband ever setting foot in our hospital. Let me take you to get these people excited 
back in this area right here. Man, I am telling you, I am telling you, I am telling you supernatural blessings. Then I heard the Lord say this. Tell them I'm getting ready to give them some supernatural connections. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Supernatural connections. Hey, what about this word? How about some inheritances? I mean, somebody's got a family out there somewhere. And they didn't even know why that they just said, listen, we got we just came into a whole bunch of money and we just felt like that, that that crazy church out there in the middle of this neighborhood, they're needing to buy that garage next door. So we just found out that we just send a check and take care of the whole thing and you won't have to worry about it. Oh, it's okay, it's all right. If y'all ain't got the faith for it, I got the faith for it. Brother huh? Strong, that can't happen. To you, you're right, it can. But to anybody that's got the faith to believe God can do anything. Come on. God can do anything. What about what about a supernatural release of finances? Come on. Huh? A supernatural release of finances. Huh? Yeah. All it takes is one person. That's right. Knowing your name. Knowing what you're doing for God. Yes, sir. Oh, brother strong. That's crazy. That can here's Peter fishing. Pulls a fish up out there. And there's a gold coin yeah. sitting right there in his mouth. How come God can do that for Peter? I just don't believe in stuff like that. That's fine. God's going to give me your portion. God's going to give me that portion. If you don't want it, you just slide it on over. Just go ahead and give mine to Brother, just go ahead and give mine to brother Strong. He'll take it, Lord. Y'all ain't quick to do that. Amen. Y'all ain't too fast to do that. <laughs> Let me show you what I mean by supernatural surprises. It didn't take long for God to supernaturally take a shepherd boy and make him a king. <laughs> Here's David one day watching his father's sheep. Come on, and the next day he asked the king, what do I got to do? What, what do I get if I kill that crazy old giant? He said, you never have to pay taxes and you get to marry my daughter. Sounds like a good deal to me. I come to not with you in the spirit of the sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. And he slayed that uncircumcised Philistine. I'm talking about supernatural suddenly surprises. Oh, thanks, man of God. Thanks. Appreciate it. Listen to this. How about from a prime minister... From, from a prisoner to being the prime minister of Egypt. Yeah. Huh? How about a gardener to being Boaz's wife? Huh? How, about, how about this? How about they expected everybody to look at them, but all of a sudden, God looked their way instead and they walked out with all the wealth of Egypt. Supernatural surprises. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Watch this now. In this last season... I believe God is going to release supernatural rewards. Oh, Let me tell you what a reward means. It means to receive one, receive what one deserves. A making a gift for someone for the efforts or achievements of their life. To sum up the offered restoration for lost property. How many of you ever just had some things stolen from you in your life? Days of health. Days from your children. I got money the devil stole. Amen. Funny thing about money. 
You ever notice you can't do anything without it? Can't buy gas for your car. Can't make your mortgage payment. Can't pay the church bills. Can't do anything without finances. That's the biggest hang up that the devil ever pulled over God's people was finances. You just better settle it in your mind. You ain't, you ain't going nowhere in this world without finances. That's right. Nothing. You ain't going to preach this gospel. Just my ministry alone, just my ministry alone, every month it costs me over $1,200 just to go preach. It costs money to preach the gospel. Yes, it does. costs money. I'm in prayer one day. You know those, you know those scriptures that just jump out and everybody loves to quote them? Oh, man, I'm reading it. And all of a sudden, this, this one scripture, Beloved, I wish you of all things that you prosper. Be in good health even as your soul prospers. How many of y'all love to quote that scripture? How many of y'all love it? Y'all quote it? I mean, you can quote it backwards, upwards, frontwards, northwards, southwards, eastward, westward. Doesn't matter. You've got, I mean, you've got it down like you were brown. I mean, beloved, I wish you of all things that you prosper. Be in good health. You got it down, right? I'm sitting there, I'm in prayer one day, and the Lord asked me a question. He said, son, what's two things on this planet you cannot live without? Not sure if this is a trick question or a real question. And God says, read it again. Beloved, I wish above all things that you'd be in good health and prosper. Even as your soul prospers. Amen. You ain't going to do nothing if you sick. Nope. You ain't going to do nothing if you ain't got money. Right. It's true. Now see our definition of prosperity. Let me give you the. I'll give you the greatest definition of prosperity ever known to mankind. Are you ready? Yes. This is my T.D. Jakes Cruffle God moment right here. <clears throat> prosperity means to have enough finances on the earth. To fulfill your God-given assignment. And have enough left over to help somebody else fulfill theirs. That's true prosperity. That doesn't mean everybody. That that means a millionaire can be broke. Amen. If you've got a guy that's operating in the millions. And he's got got $6 million in his bank account. But his, his bills are $10 million. He's broke. But how many know if a woman that's got $40,000 has only got $20,000 of bills, she pays all of her bills, has $20,000 left over to help somebody else fulfill their God-given assignment, how many know that woman's prosperous? It has nothing to do with the dollar value. That's a home run right there. (laughs) That means you can have, come on, the widow's might. The widow's might. She didn't have enough. She didn't have anything, but she had enough to put something in the plate. God created a harvest. God created a harvest. Oh, man, see. See, it doesn't talk about, oh, man, I'm getting a revelation. It didn't talk about the other mics that she had to live on, but she said the two mics that she had left over, but she put it in there. God created a harvest. You don't know what a harvest was, but I don't know. God saw her heart and gave her a reward. You ever heard Christians say this phrase? I don't give to get. Do you go to work? Do you go to work? 
You go to work every week. You give them 40 hours or more. What do you expect to get in return? So did you give something to... You gave something to get something. We got to get into that. Listen, Galatians 6, 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we'll reap if we faint not. Listen, the season, I, I, I believe this with all of my heart. The season where God is going to launch you for your faithfulness is right now. I believe you have fought some of your greatest battles. Fought some of your greatest adversaries. And wondered how in the world you were going to make it to your next season. But because you were faithful and you gave it everything you got. Come on, you gave God every bit you had. You gave God every bit of your heart and you remained faithful. God said, I'm about to give you some rewards. Oh man, God. That's okay. We got five people that want to see some rewards. I said, God's about to give you some rewards. Come on, I'm talking, listen, watch this. It, listen, do in that season, in, in, in the Greek means it's owed to you. Season mean a period, a period of time marked by a particular feature or activity. Let me break it down for you. The time that God has set aside to reward you for loss and suffering for your pain of the past is right now. Is right now. How many of you? How many of you went through some pains and devastations you wish you could get rid of? Amen. God saying right now, I'm going to reward you for every loss. I love this verse in Proverbs. He said, when a thief comes to steal, he's got to repay back sevenfold. How many of the devil's got his hands in some of your affairs lately? Huh? Listen, when a thief steals, he's got to pay back sevenfold what he lost. Let me break that down prophetically for you. For every day of health the devil took from Pastor Bob, he's got to give him back seven days of good health. Every, oh man, I wish somebody would have a whole lot of seven. For every dollar the devil took out of this man's ministry, he's got to get paid back seven dollars for every dollar the devil took. Listen, your faithfulness, I want, to, I want to tell you this. This is specific. Your faithfulness has received God's attention. And it's your season for reward. Your season of faithfulness has caught God's attention. And now He's about to make sure you get paid back. Somebody say, it's payday, baby. It's payday, baby. Can I show you what I mean? Can I show you what I mean? I need about four volunteers, five volunteers. Okay, there's one. There's one. How about I need a couple more? I need come on. You look like you want. Who needs a who needs a real miracle from God? Right, not right now. Will you, will you, right, come on, we'll use you. Come on, we'll use you too. Come on. Now I need all y'all to come up with that culture right here, right? Let's see. Who am I gonna let's see? Who who really needs a miracle? I mean, you you need God to do something right now. Right now. I, I don't know. 
Not this group. Yeah, sorry, bro. I got, I, I got enough. If I, I got too many. If I got too many, it won't work. All right, let's just get in a single file line and face me. Everybody get in a single file line and face me. All right? We're going to follow the leader. Come on. You, yeah, you get right there. Uh, what, what's your name now? Selena. Selena. You get in the very back of the line. Come over this way right in the middle. Come over this way. Just stop right here for me. All right, give, give you guys just a little bit of space. Give you guys just a little bit of space. Let me show you what I mean. No, no, stand in a single file line. Everybody face him forward. Everybody face him forward. All right. Now, when I count to five, okay, and I go five, or I go, I, I just go three, two, one. This is all I want you guys to do. Just, just, just do that right there, right? All right. Just do that. That's all I need to do. A 360, all right? How many of you have just been faithful? Wow. You've been faithful, you've been stop, you've been solid, you've been waiting on God to answer some prayers, and you wonder when the time is going to be. And you don't know how it's going to get there. And I'm going to show you what favor. Huh? I'm going to show you what rewards. Come on, I'm going to show you in those when, Come on, how many do I I gave you I'm giving you four seasons here. You got rewards. Come on, you got open doors. You got, come on, God's going to release the favor. God's going to release all of those rewards, favor, open doors. And this will be the season of supernatural surprises. And some of you have been standing in line being faithful. And you almost got out of line. But God said, don't get out of line. Because when my favor hits you and I open up the doors, come on, and I begin to give you supernatural surprises, your reward is not going to be for nothing. Because I'm going to give you a next moment. And I'm going to take you from the back of the line. And I'm going to put you in the front of the line. She's in the front, but when God puts it on you, three, two, one, you go from the back and you end up in the front. And now the, oh my God, I wish somebody would give God a 30 second praise and let the devil know it's my payday and I'm next. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Somebody say I'm next. Somebody say I'm next. Some of you have fought some of your greatest battles. But I believe God is now going to reward you. You've stayed faithful. Now it's the time for your rewards. You've won the battle. Now it's your year to enjoy the spoils. 182 times the Bible mentions spoils. 182 times. Spoils. It applies to what belongs by right to the victor in battle. Second Chronicles 20.20. I'm going to end, try to end this in here pretty quick because some of you are yawning in the spirit. <laughs> in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, for all of you that believe God is into poverty and not into rewarding His people, here's a story for you. And if you want to argue antics and theology, we'll talk about it later. Jehoshaphat gets a message from the king. And I come tell him. I mentioned this last night. But the part that I didn't mention to you is I want you to get your Bibles out and I want to show you something. Turn with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Go with me there. Somebody say, I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus. Oh, I feel Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... They're in this battle. They begin to praise God, right? Watch this. Verse 22. 2 Chronicles 22. Actually, I want actually I want to go to verse 20 and then we'll skip 
We'll, we'll skip to 22 after I read verse 20. Just so I, just in case you guys, Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20. We're going to look at verse number 20. And how many, how many believe I'm giving you a word from God tonight? How many believe that? All right, watch this. And they arose up early in the morning, went forth to the wilderness of Tehok. And they went forth and Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe His prophets, so shall you prosper. How many are you going to prosper tonight? Amen. Go to verse 22. When they begin to sing praises of the Lord, the Lord said, Ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir. And when they were come against Judah, they were, they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, utterly to slay them and destroy them, and they laid them to an end of the inhabitants of Seir. Everyone helped destroy another. They got confused and started killing each other. They didn't even have to lift a finger. Read on. And when Judah came toward to watch the tower of the wilderness, they looked at the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth, and none escaped. And Jehoshaphat and all of his people came to take away the spoil <laughs> of them. They found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels. And they stripped them for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. It's God's season for reward. Oh, let me say it again. It's God's season for reward. Let me tell you what that means. Whatever you're believing God for. In your battles. When you win. You're going to carry out the spoil. That was kept from the enemy. If it's health. Finances. Come on. Church members. I believe, I believe there's people that left this church that left early that should have never left. Yep. And God's going to bring them back and part the spoils. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. God can do it. God can do it. God can do it. Thank you, God. Can I get real with you for the next 30 seconds? Yeah. Now what I'm going to say it's going to sound real atrocious. But if you really let it sink in just for a moment, it'll change your life. 99.9% of the people in this room, the reason that you have a real hard time shouting about rewards is some of you don't believe God loves you enough to give it to you. But God wants to reward. He's a good father. He's a loving father. He's a father that cherishes every good thing. He gets to give to you. And I want to encourage you tonight. I know many of you have been in some tough battles. You've been in some tough wars. But God sent me by to tell you, get excited and encouraged. Because God wants to reward you for your faith. God wants to bless you because of your faithfulness. I know it's been weary. I know it's been tough. But be encouraged tonight. But listen to me. Listen to me. It's you. Yes. 
You're the one that God wants to bless. You're the one that God wants to give open doors to. You're the one that God wants to give seasons of rewards. You're the one that God wants to give supernatural favor to. You're the one that God wants to give you supernatural favor in your life. I want to encourage you. I want to strengthen you tonight. And I want to employ you. Let God bless you. Yes. Yes. Thank God you, bless you. Yes. Put your hand on your heart right now and say, This is my season. This is my season. For supernatural favor. For supernatural open doors. For supernatural surprises. And supernatural rewards. Oh, isn't God so good? Amen. Isn't God so good? Yes. Isn't God so good? Yes. You know, I believe this with all of my heart more than anything in the world. And I feel like so many times God gets a bad rap. Because so many people blame Him for the wrong things. And I promise you, I'm no man to be trifled with. And you may not believe what I'm saying, but don't you dare hinder somebody else from believing what God's telling them tonight. And you enjoy, if you've got faith enough, you enjoy everything God wants to send your direction. I believe God is coming back. He's coming back after a church that's faithful. But you know what? Before he gets here, he don't want you to suffer. He don't want you to wallow through life. God wants to bless you. You know what makes this different harder to receive than most? Because we're used to preachers just beating us down. But I want to tell you tonight, God wants to bless you. God wants to give to you. Because he's that good.
may have mantle of fresh fire. <laughs> God's about to fill you from the top of your head to the souls of Uraba so and This is 